disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. So a couple of weeks ago, I um, opened up Black Girl SOS to take topics. And one of the topics that was submitted was um, how to heal with with the apologies and the, you know, acknowledge, acknowledgements that you're never going to get. You know, how do you heal and how do you grow around parents or people that won't acknowledge that they have their own issues, especially when those people might have been part of your traumas and, and your issues. So I thought that was a really, really great topic. Um, thank you for submitting it. You, Everyone is still welcome to submit topics that they would like discussed on Black Girl SOS. You can leave a comment on Black Girl SOS or you can slide in the DMs. Um, because I'm really interested in knowing what you guys would like to hear, um, as well as going off on my own tangents. <laughs> so that being said to the topic, self-preservation is human nature, right? It is the one thing that does not change with the times. I don't care how much evolution occurs, self-preservation remains. You see it in every piece of the animal kingdom, every kingdom, phylum, species, genus, it's all there, self-preservation. And now that we are in this era of breaking generational curses, it's almost like a conflicting, a conflicting existence. It's a very, we, we exist in a very polar opposite time. And it may not look that way, but hopefully when I'm done, you'll see what I mean. So I think it's very exciting that we are in this breaking the generational curses era, but it's also extremely exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting as hell. Um, I, I love seeing black people embracing therapy and embracing self-care and becoming more self-aware. Like all of these efforts being made to holistically heal ourselves, our minds, our bodies, our spirits. I love to see it. I Like it's exciting. It's invigorating. It's inspirational. I, I love it. I'm grateful that I'm alive in this time and in this space. And I, I understand that for a lot of people, healing requires or it feels to them that it requires conversations. You know, it requires conversations from people that they associate their trauma with. And then that's that's reasonable. There's nothing irrational um, about that. But you know the saying, hurt people hurt people. So often those people have their own trauma that they need to heal from. That they may or may not be ready to deal with. Suppressing trauma is a self-protective coping mechanism. You know, some people are so apt at suppressing their trauma that they can legitimately forget the trauma happened. Like that is a real thing. You can go on Google Scholar and find a wealth of material on people suppressing their trauma. Um, 
And so it's a coping mechanism and it's a self-protective coping mechanism. And so reliving trauma for some people really can be a trigger. It can be um, just emotionally taxing. It's emotionally taxing for for most of us. I, I Honestly, I don't know. I have yet to encounter anyone who reliving trauma is not an emotionally taxing experience for. But for some, it's it's on a grander scale than others. For some people, it really can be a trigger to something that, you know, goes way beyond the scope of, of what we understand of their trauma. And I think that one of the hard truths for those of us who are consistently and actively working to better ourselves and heal ourselves in this environment of, of it being socially acceptable um, to sort through your trauma, to work through your trauma, to own that you have trauma, is that we don't always recognize that everybody isn't ready to do that. Everybody isn't necessarily emotionally strong enough to do that, whether it's that they're not emotionally strong enough to relive it themselves or, or they're not emotionally strong enough to ask for help, whatever it is, the fact is that everyone is not emotionally in a place where they are ready to do that. And they may never be like, that's a whole ass fact. They may never reach that point that you have reached where they are ready to address their traumas work through their traumas so that they can come out better on the other end. They they may not ever reach that point. And we say it we say it all the time um when when we talk about ourselves um but I don't think that we are always cognizant of it when we are engaging with others, but people have a right to protect their peace. They do. And and that that for us, as the generation of, of people who are open to healing, it means that we are probably not going to get every conversation that we feel is entitled to. It's, it just is what it is. We, we probably aren't. And, and so it begs all of these questions like, is it selfish to push for a conversation that you need at the cost of someone else's well-being? You know, how... How am I supposed to heal from my trauma if you won't talk to me about what happened to me because you won't talk about what happened to you? You know, am I able to heal from my traumas without this person giving me this conversation that I feel like I need? You know, if that person is a parent or a guardian or someone um, that you look to in that capacity, you know, should that parent put their needs um, ahead of yours? How long should the how long should a parent put their needs um, after their child's? Um, I may have worded that wrong. Let me say that back. If it's your parent that is the cause of your trauma or who you attach your trauma to, does your should your parent put their needs after yours? And if so, how long should that how long should that last? I mean, they are always your parent, but you're not always a child. So how long? Do we decide that our parents need to put our needs ahead of theirs? I mean, so many, so many questions come to mind as I was, you know, sit and think through this. Um, 
because I mean these are just these are just all valid questions and, and honestly the questions I do not have the answer to by no stretch of the imagination do I have the answers to these questions but I do think that these are questions that we have to ask ourselves as we're trying to heal and as we are trying to get these conversations started that we feel we need in order to heal we have to ask ourselves all these questions because our parents or our guardians or whoever in your life um, this trauma is attached to is also a person who in large, you know, who really may be dealing with their own trauma and we just don't know where they're at in their healing process. And so all these things need to be taken into consideration. Like I said, I, I don't have the answers to any of these questions. What I do know is this, I know what helped me. And what helped me um, was looking at people as whole people. I say whole people all the time intentionally. Like you have the right to be a whole person. You have the right to run the gambit of emotions. You have the right to be both your dark side and your light side, your yin and your yang. Like you have the right to be an entire person. And that means that you are not going to be viewed as the best person to everybody. You can't please everybody. It's just not a thing. Um, and so I started to look at people as whole people. Um, and I was better able to do that, you know, further into my adulthood. It's not like some fucking, I'm not Yoda. I, I didn't master this shit in high school. Um, I, I had a sense of it in high school, but I still was very much a teenager in, in the fact that I felt like, yo, man, fuck y'all because y'all fucking up my life, which y'all bullshit. Um, but as an adult, and, and definitely as I progressed through adulthood, looking at people as whole people enabled me to just better, to just better understand. Um, you know, like I stripped away relationship titles and any way that I viewed people, you know, so if you were an older relative or someone older in my life who I looked to for guidance and stuff like that. Like I removed all of those attributes from how I looked at people that were attached to my trauma. And I just looked at them as people like you were just this whole person with a lot of shit going on in your life. Also that I know nothing about shit that probably was going on before I was even, you know, a life so doing that really did, um, it enabled me to understand certain things better. And, and that doesn't mean that I agreed with them because there's a lot of shit I still don't agree with, but I'm able to understand. And that allowed me to decide who I want to try to foster a relationship with, maintain a relationship with, rebuild a relationship with, and who I don't and who I don't, you know, more importantly, I think or I know, it's not a thought, I know it allowed me to course correct when I would catch myself um, mimicking behaviors that I don't like, but they're behaviors that I know because we learn through repetition, we learn from what we see, and we mirror shit unintentionally. And so it allowed me to better identify when I was mimicking a behavior as opposed to being the, the version of myself that I know is the better version of me. And it allowed me to course correct. Um, most importantly though, um, 
it has taught me and enabled me and empowered me to make the decision that doing the work is my task. My task. Regardless of what person, place, or thing, whatever noun, initially put me in a position to need to do the work, it's a responsibility that I assume solely. And I have to because I can't grow at their pace. And I can't rely on anyone to grow at my pace. So when I'm ready to have a conversation, the, anybody attached to my traumas may not be ready to have those conversations. I can't stifle my growth because they're not growing at my speed. I can't even expect them to grow at my speed. We're not operating from, you know, we're not operating from the same place, especially when we're dealing with people who are older, right? Because at least in our communities, things have always gotten swept under the rug, brushed under the rug. We don't talk about it. We don't do therapy. We don't address that shit. Well, we'll move, we'll move a relative all the way the fuck across the country before we address the toxic traumatic shit they brought into the household. So we know the culture of secrecy in, in our community. Um, and because we, my generation is operating from a different space. We are operating from a more transparent, transparent space. We're operating from a space of talking about things to heal ourselves, to move forward, to not carry unnecessary baggage with us. We are growing um, emotionally exponentially faster than our predecessors. I mean, that's is like <laughs> that's just how the world works in all in all facets and all aspects. But because of that, and in knowing that, I know that I can't expect you to grow at the pace that I'm growing. Um, but I'm also not going to stifle my growth to wait for a conversation that I may never get. Um, I do strongly encourage people to seek therapy. I do have some black therapists and mental health and mental wellness professionals, um, in the highlights on the black girl SOS page. If you are familiar with any black, um, mental health and mental wellness professionals, I encourage you to drop that in the comments, um, I've done this before, so I will pull those names again and just repost them. Um, but please share with each other. If you are even just familiar with groups that allow for the conversations that help move healing forward, especially when you can't get the conversation from the person or persons you need those conversations from, definitely share those because those are super helpful. Um, but ultimately... You have to figure out what is going to work best for you and moving you forward sans anyone else's participation because you cannot rely on anyone to participate in your healing. You can't rely on anybody to participate in your growth. Whether you're entitled to their participation or not does not effectuate whether or not they are actually going to participate. And in knowing that, you have to have your plan B, your plan C, and your plan D on how you are going to navigate those feelings, getting those feelings out, 
Um, because it's more about getting those feelings out into a space where they're acknowledged than necessarily having it acknowledged by the person who may have aggrieved you for some people, not all people. Some people absolutely need that recognition from the person who did it. And for those people, you really are going to have to come up with some other mechanisms to cope with the fact that you're not going to get those conversations, but that you still need to get those grievances out. You know, so like I said, I strongly, strongly encourage people to speak to mental health professionals, mental health wellness um, professionals, but I strongly encourage women of color to speak to other women of color in these mental health spaces because there are so many layers, so many layers to our trauma. It is never just what happened to us. It is the underlying causes of what caused whoever is associated with our trauma to commit that trauma towards us or against us. So there's so many underlying things that only we understand, that only we speak to, um, that that really, I like I'm at a loss for the words, but there is there is always just something about talking to someone who could walk in your shoes. Not necessarily that they did, but that they could walk in your shoes that provides, in my opinion, a greater understanding and, and that enables a space of open communication. So again, I, I, I'm pro mental health and uh, mental health wellness. Again, I will share all of the black mental health professionals that I've come across and that have been shared with me. I encourage you to do the same. And I would really, really like to hear your thoughts on how you navigate your healing process when you know that you're not going to be able to get the conversations or the apologies or the acknowledgements that you know that you're not, that you feel entitled to, but you know that you're never going to get. Um, so please share your comments in the comment section if you're comfortable doing that. If you're not comfortable sharing your comment in the comment section, by all means, slide right in the DMs. Um, and until next time, sis, be well and you have a good one.